parking lot was already crowded with parents, and I just spotted my mom. I can't believe this is it, Mia said as we filed off the boat. Her voice sounded strained and her eyes filled with tears. Mia cried last summer when we were only saying goodbye to camp, not goodbye for real. I'm the one who should have been crying. While I was away at camp, my mom moved in with her boyfriend, Ted. That meant I moved, too. Sophia huffed out a small breath. Stop crying, she said. We'll see Annabelle next Saturday. Sometimes Sophia is a little bossy, but me and I were used to it. The three of us had been best friends since kindergarten. I hugged Sophia and said, I'll miss you. Call me when you get there. Sure thing, I promised, since it's never a good idea to argue with Sophia. As soon as you walk inside. Will do. Next, I hugged Mia, who smelled like bug spray. Call me right after, she said. And good luck with Dweeble. Dweeble is my secret name for Ted. It's only fitting since his last name is Weeble, and he's the dweebiest guy I know. Example? The first time I met Ted, he had a giant spaghetti sauce stain on his shirt. He and my mom had gone out for Italian food, and I guess he spilled. So, basically, my mom just moved in with a man who needs to eat with a bib. They've been together for over a year, but at least they're not getting married. Yet. They want to try living together first, to see how it goes. I can tell them right now that it's not going well. Not for me, anyway. Bye, my friends called. See you later. I waved back, but it didn't seem right. I said the same thing last summer, when we all knew we'd see each other less than a week later in school. But those days were over now. When I reached my mom, she bent down and squeezed me tight. Welcome home, Annabelle. Her curly blonde hair smelled like coconut shampoo. I didn't let go right away because, despite it all, I'd missed her too. Still, we didn't linger in the parking lot. Mom wanted to get home and I didn't want to start crying. So I said fast goodbyes to my counselor, Jane, and to the rest of the girls from my cabin. Then we found my two overstuffed duffel bags and hauled them over to Mom's car. Wait until you see the new house. You'll love it. Mom said as we loaded my things into the trunk. I watched Mia and Sophia head over to Mia's dad's car at the other end of the parking lot. Their matching dark braids reminded me of the thick rope we used to tie the kayaks to the camp dock. My hair is blonde and straight and too thin to hold a braid. It hardly stays in a ponytail. Did you hear me? asked my mom. I nodded. I already saw the new house. Did she forget that she and Ted took me there the week before I left for camp? Yes, but now all of our stuff is in it, so it looks even better. Mine and your stuff, or yours and Ted's? All of our stuff, she replied, like it was that simple. Although there's still plenty of unpacking to do. Lucky me, I mumbled. Mom pretended like she didn't hear. She keeps trying to convince me that the move isn't a big deal. And for her, it's not. The new house is in Westlake, almost 30 miles away from our old apartment. She still gets to have her same job, teaching 10th grade English at North Hollywood High School.
Plus, she can drive anywhere she wants. I'm only 11, and my bicycle is so rusty it squeaks whenever I pedal. I slouched down in my seat and looked out the window. Are those new shorts? My mom asked. I fingered the frayed edge of the cutoffs. Mia let me borrow them because all my stuff was dirty. That was nice of her. I shrugged. She probably just felt sorry for me. No comment from my mom, not that I was surprised. We had a fight about cutoffs before I left for camp. I'm not allowed to make my jeans into shorts. Mom says it's a waste of fabric. If I want shorts, she'll buy me shorts. But if she's going to spend money on jeans, they have to stay jeans. Now she sighed and said, Oh, Annabelle, try and have a good attitude about this. Think of it as a big adventure. You get to go to a new school. Where I